Welcome to Mother Miriam Live on the Station of the Cross Catholic Radio Network with live video streaming brought to you by LifeSite News and the Station of the Cross. Call Mother with your questions at 1-877-511-5483 or email her at mother at thestationofthecross.com. You can view the live stream on Facebook at Mother Miriam Live. Now, here's Mother Miriam.
Mother Miriam Live will begin shortly. Mother Miriam Live will begin shortly.
Mother Miriam Live will begin shortly. Mother Miriam Live will begin shortly. Thank you for your patience. We are experiencing technical difficulties.
Welcome to Mother Miriam Live on the Station of the Cross Catholic Radio Network with live video streaming brought to you by LifeSite News and the Station of the Cross. Call Mother with your questions at 1-877-511-5483 or email her at mother at thestationofthecross.com. Good morning, beloved. I hope you can hear me. We've had some technical difficulties this morning, so we're coming to you late, and that we've had some sound problems, so I hope you can hear me. Um, uh, blessed, blessed people, see? God knows he works all things together for good. I don't know why he had us have some problems this morning, but only to be grateful for the times that everything works well, which is most of the time. That's when we can be grateful for it, when something goes awry. It's wonderful. We won't have too much time this morning to read, to continue in the catechism. But, um, but I'd like to give it a try. Um, we are going through um, the Catholic Catechism, the Catechism Explained, a practical manual for use of the preacher, the catechist, the teacher, and the family. And we've gone through a bit, and yesterday I reviewed um, just about all we've gone through, and I don't want to do that. I want to move forward today. We are on, um, let's see, the first section is on faith. The first part of the first section is the knowledge of God. We went through that. The second part is divine revelation, um, and it has four points. First, God has in his mercy, in the course of ages, often revealed himself to men. And then we went through that. The second point is God's revelation to man is generally made in the following way. He speaks to individuals and orders them to commit, communicate to their fellow men the revelation made to them. The third point, those who were specially entrusted with the communication to men of divine revelation were the following the patriarchs, the prophets, Jesus Christ, the Son of God, and his apostles. This morning we're on the fourth point, and that is that even since the death of our Lord, and um, even since the death of our Lord and his apostles, God has revealed himself to men, even since the death of the Lord and the apostles. Now, Revelation, beloved, doctrine it, we are in the church that it was established by our Lord Jesus Christ, and the faith uh, once given to the saints. There was no further doctrine given, a revelation given after the death of the last apostle. But that doesn't mean God doesn't continue to communicate with his people. It means that there's no new revelation, but there's a development of doctrine. So this says, even since the death of our Lord and his apostles, God has often revealed himself to men, yet these subsequent revelations are no continuation of the earlier revelation on which our faith rests. All right, the revelation has ceased. Instances of these subsequent revelations are the appearances of our Lord to Blessed Margaret Mary, and of Our Lady at Lourdes. Those are just examples. No new doctrine, but continued um, appearances, continued um, 
uh, instances of God's communication with us. Such revelations, and again, these are um, uh, not revelations of doctrine, such revelations must not, not be too lightly credited, as men are liable to be deceived. Yet, they must not be rejected without examination. Many of the saints have had such revelations, such as St. Francis of Assisi, um, to whom our Lord appeared upon the cross, and St. Anthony of Padua, Padua, in whose arms the child Jesus deigned to rest. These private revelations were more especially given to those who were striving after perfection in order to encourage them to greater perfection still. These revelations, moreover, were no further continuation of the revelation intended for the instruction of the whole of mankind, which ended with the death of the last apostles. That is so important. Any person who says they, God has spoken to them, or they've received this revelation, and it is in addition uh, to the revelation uh, already given by the death of the last apostle, that it's false. There's no new uh, revelation of doctrine. There's private revelation, and these instances where God's, God appears to individual, but it does not contradict the faith. Thus, Our Lady, when she appeared at Lourdes, proclaimed herself the Immaculate Conception, and so confirming the dogma, the dogma which Pius XI defined four years previously, and the countless miracles and cures that have taken place, um, the countless miracles and cures that have taken place there have established the truth of the apparition. Yet it is always possible that the malice of the devil may introduce deceptions into private revelations. No one is therefore bound to give to them a firmer belief, even though they have in general been approved by the church. No one is bound to give them a firmer belief than he would give to the assertions of an honest and trustworthy man." Um, so when the church, I don't know what this will go on to say, but let me just comment that when the church approves a revelation and apparition, that tells us we are free, uh, to, um, um, uh, take that, uh, apparition or special revelation into our hearts, into our minds, into our devotions, but we're not required to do that. Our Lady of Fatima was certainly approved, um, and in 1917, when Our Lady appeared to the three children at Fatima, it's been approved. Um, Our Lady's prophecies are all coming true in our day, as we uh, and, and along the way, and so. But no one is required to believe that. If someone does not believe the apparition of Our Lady of Fatima, don't tell them they're not Catholic. They're not. They're not enjoying the. F- the fullness of what they could as a Catholic, which the Church has approved, but they're not required to believe it. Okay, the final point is this, number five. Revelation was necessary because in consequence of original sin, man without revelation has never had a correct knowledge of God and of his will. 
and also because it was necessary that man should be prepared for the coming of the Redeemer. And it goes on to explain, the three wise men would never have found Christ if he had not revealed himself to them by means of a star. Oh, I think that's the music for our break, beloved. Um, And so um, we shall go to our break and continue this final point tomorrow. And hopefully we'll be able to start earlier and get more in. God bless you. When we come back from the break, we will take your calls, your texts, your emails, uh, and um, have a whole half hour to ourselves. Feel free to call in with anything on your heart. Toll free, one 877 or email at com. We'll be right back. John Bosco said, Walk with your feet on earth, but in your heart be in heaven. By displaying Catholic radio bumper magnets on your cars, you'll be an evangelist for our Lord and His Church. Help create awareness of Catholic radio in your community so that other drivers will find the peace of Christ through listening. To request your free bumper magnets, please visit thestationofthecross.com and click the Promote tab at the top of our homepage. That's thestationofthecross.com, then click Promote. Thank you for your support of Catholic Radio while you travel. LifeSite News is an international news agency devoted to defending life and family and restoring Christian culture. We aim to educate and activate our readers with the information they need to fight the most crucial battles of our day in their churches, workplaces, and families. Our motto is Caritas in Veritate, love in truth. We firmly believe that promoting the truth is an act of love, however hard it is to hear. Over the last 20 years, we have built a reputation for uncompromising reporting, no matter the cost. LifeSite News is by far the most popular pro-life website on the internet, with over 40 million unique users every year and growing. Check us out at lifesightnews.com. Tune in weekdays from 6 to 7 a.m. Eastern for Sermons for Everyday Living, a program that brings you real sermons from real priests on topics important to you and your faith. Visit thestationofthecross.com for details. Welcome to Mother Miriam Live on the Station of the Cross Catholic Radio Network with live video streaming brought to you by LifeSite News and the Station of the Cross. Call Mother with your questions at 1-877-511-5483 or email her at mother at thestationofthecross.com. Welcome back, beloved, to Mother Miriam Live. It's so good to be with you. Um, and we're going to take your calls and emails. And, and once again, I'll repeat the number if you'd like to call in with anything on your heart. It's toll-free, 
511-548-5483. Uh, you can text at that number as well, or um, or you can um, call in, uh, or rather email. I'm getting a little mixed up at mother at the station of the cross.com. Okay, we have a text from Eli, and Eli said, or Eli or Ellie, I guess. Ellie says, My name is Ellie, um, and I have made a life with a man without being married. We have four children, and I recently found out is a great, it is a great sin to live together and not be married. Well, Ellie, you recently found that out. That is an amazing thing. I wish you were on the phone with me so I could ask you where you come from and, and culture and all of that. That's, that's really um, quite something. And Ellie says he does not want to get married through the church. He says that those are my beliefs and not his. He was baptized in the church and did his communion and confirmation. I have struggled a lot because I want the body of Christ. I have told him to leave if he does not want to marry me. He says that I am selfish for only thinking of my salvation and not his life or my kids. I don't know what to do. I feel like giving up and stop praying for him as if God doesn't want us in his church. Well, that's not true. He does. He wants everyone. What should I do? How do I leave? It is very easy to say, get up and leave, but I have tried and prayed, asking if God does not want me with him to give me the strength to leave. God is all-powerful, and I know he can help, but why isn't he in this case? Well, don't ever assume, Ellie, don't ever, 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 no one, uh, don't ever assume uh, God is not hearing or helping. Don't ever assume that, because if you do... Um, you're not speaking of the God who exists. You're speaking of the God that you've created in your own imagination. There is no prayer that God doesn't hear and that he won't answer. If he doesn't answer it as we wish, when we wish, how we wish, it's because he loves us. And the answer is better than we want. And he has to bring us to that place. So he might be answering in part just by your longing to be in his church, just by our connection through the radio this morning and through other things he'll bring into your life as you seek him above all things. So now, if your husband was baptized Catholic, well, that's a good sign that at least um, it, it, this is not totally foreign to him. Um, when you say you did not know it was uh, a great sin to live together and have children and not be married, uh, Ella, you don't tell me anything of your background. Are you looking to enter the church? Uh, are you Catholic and need to return to the church? See, I don't know those things. However, um, get a book called Why I Became Catholic, Why I Became Catholic. It's written by Elizabeth Lesseur. Her husband was an atheist, and she so I don't know about her children, but she he was against everything, against her faith, against everything, and she was a saint at home. She so lived her faith that um, after she died, he found her diary, and he read through it and saw how faithful she was to Christ, and not he, he not only became Catholic, he became a priest. Um, and so um, 
that's that's one thought that if you are Catholic or want to be Catholic, uh, you need to live a life of love. You need to live as a Catholic. Only love will bring your husband to faith. Don't leave your family. Live as a Catholic. Um, speak to a priest. If you're not a Catholic, I'm sorry, I was disturbed by something on this end. If you're not Catholic, take instructions to come into the church. If you are, uh, go back to confession. Um, and if you haven't already, go to a very good priest. Make an appointment with him. Don't just go to the confessional. Make an appointment with a very holy priest. Tell him your whole life situation, that you've been away from the church, that you've been living in sin, and that you want to be right and you want to be back in the church. And he can do that. He can forgive you and bring you back to the church, and you could live a Catholic life. Um, you may not receive Holy Communion because, again, you'll be living out in intimacy outside of a true marriage. But perhaps the priest can speak with your husband and, um, and explain to him that in order for you to be married in the church, he does not personally have to believe it, but he must agree to raise—he doesn't even have to be Catholic— but he must agree that you are Catholic and your children will be raised Catholic and to let that happen at home. If he can agree to that, it will be fine and you, it, it'll be better and you can become Catholic that way and he can bless your marriage. I hope I'm not saying anything that's not canonical. If I am, please, somebody, let me know this. Uh, give Catholic.com a call and get uh, canon uh, law uh, answers from them. But as lo- when two people marry, if one is not Catholic, as long as the non-Catholic will allow their spouse to be... to. Um, uh, their children uh, to be raised Catholic and to have a Catholic home. I, the spouse, I believe, must be baptized, and not your husband was baptized. I think that's a workable situation. Uh, but go speak to your priest and see what can be worked out in this case. Let not your first thought be to leave him, because it's not, tell him, it's not your salvation. It's not a selfishness for your salvation. It is first for the honor of God to live the truth and not live a life of sin before him. But it is for your salvation, for his salvation, for the salvation of the children and the eternity of all of you. So um, somehow I hope that will be of help to you, Ellie. God will help you. He is helping you. Go to a very good holy priest and love your husband as a vocation The wife's vocation is not her children first. It's her husband first. It is to get her husband to heaven. And you have a job now. And because God has uh, opened your heart, has opened your heart to the Catholic faith and the Catholic Church and wanting to receive the Eucharist, it's a very, very huge grace from God. Be thankful. Go to a priest. Live the Catholic faith at home without speaking, just by loving and being the best wife you could ever be. There is the music for our break, beloved. We'll be right back after the break. Call in with anything on your heart, toll free, one 511 
888-528-5483. Text at that number or email at motheratthestationofthecross.com. We'll be right back. Users of iCatholic Radio are leaving inspiring reviews in the iTunes and Google Play stores. Margie says, My go-to app. I love this channel. I can listen while busy around the house or driving in the car. I love the variety of programs. Keep up the good work. Michaela from New Zealand says, I love this app. I have it on Bluetooth and my car radio and listen to it all day, every day, and am encouraged in my Catholic faith. I would recommend this to the world, whether Christian or not, because it speaks to all people to become better people. I am now a huge follower of the American Catholic way of life because it's very similar to the way I was brought up in Fiji. The priests on the station are very straightforward, but are very understanding toward the audience at the same time. Love it, love it, love it. If you haven't reviewed iCatholic Radio yet, we'd love to hear from you. Visit our page at the iTunes or Google Play Store. We stand at a crossroads in history. We can stand up for life, family, and a Christian culture, or we can stand idly by while the fabric of society becomes fundamentally anti-life, anti-family, and anti-Christian, slowly leading to its own demise. LifeSite News is the leading defender of life, family, and Christian culture. Through our news reporting, we seek to educate readers with information and zeal. They need to fight the most crucial battles of our day. And we need your help to continue that mission. You can support LifeSite News by following our social media pages on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Another way to support LifeSite is to prayerfully consider becoming a Sustain Life monthly donor to help us continue to save lives in the culture. To donate, visit give.lifesitenews.com forward slash sustain life. Our staff of over 40 and millions of future generations thank you for helping to save the culture. Welcome to Mother Miriam Live on the Station of the Cross Catholic Radio Network with live video streaming brought to you by LifeSite News and the Station of the Cross. Call Mother with your questions at 1-877-511-5483 or email her at mother at thestationofthecross.com. Welcome back, beloved, to Mother Miriam Live. Here we are live. Isn't it nice when things work? I love it. I love it when everything works. Um, And again, the reason I love it when everything works is that sometimes it doesn't. So God keeps us grateful. It's a wonderful thing. Um, Again, this is our last segment together, so please feel free to call in at any time. I'll give the number out one last time, toll-free, 1-877-511-511. 5483 or email at mother at the station of the cross.com. We have a text from Daniel who says, Mother, why do you think modern Catholics have such a strong desire to experience the charismatic movement? Why do they want contemporary music with guitars and pop singing instead of chant and organ? I coordinated a parish mission at my parish and strived to make it. Um, have good traditional music, reverent masses, dignified talks, etc. 
I had so many people who were just unmoved. They came up to me and asked why I didn't get the contemporary singing group that had been at previous missions. They felt more moved with the other group, despite the excellent job done by the choir. Can you guide me in how to respond lovingly? My dear brother Daniel, the way to respond lovingly is to follow Jesus. He came and became one among us so that we would recognize a full, not that so we would recognize God, but that we would so recognize him as a man, as one of us who could lead us to God. He didn't come uh, and confront us so much as we should be. He became one of us into homes, into the dirt, into our debauchery, and all of that to bring us to God. And, um, and that's what we need to do. We need to come beside people. We need to come along where they are. We love where they are. We love, now, I, I, if I make the analogy of people who eat, who've grown up eating um, not gourmet food, let's just say, maybe, uh, you know, they, they eat their whole life with hamburgers and spaghetti or, or fast food or um, frozen dinners or whatever. I'm not comparing the charismatic movement to those things. Just the idea that if that's what we want, when I want to go on a diet or want, want to eat what's healthy, I'm not really too thrilled with a lot of lettuce, you know? Um, but I've ex experienced it. When I begin to eat healthy long enough, I don't long for the other anymore. So you need to respect people who come into their world. That's what they've known. That's what they've loved. That's what they've experienced. And they're not uh, used to, let's just say, if someone's getting used to drinking coffee, they're not used to it yet. And so they need to be introduced to what is quite new and quite a change of, of culture. Um, so if you're coming into their world to give them a concert or retreat that's completely or mission, and it's out of their world, they're going to be distracted by the fact that this is all new to them, and it's not what they're about. So the thing is to not be critical of them, but to find out how to love them, to reach them, to be part of their world in order to bring them more into the world that you'd like to see. I agree with you that probably what you did was wonderful, but they don't understand it, and they need to experience that. So um, uh, uh, don't put anyone down, Daniel, um, and don't criticize You've simply, I experienced myself when I went from one church in my Protestant years to another church who was completely different. And I'm, I had my first retreat for 250 women, and I brought in good speakers and good music, and the whole thing was terrific. And the women came to me and said, I will never attend one of your retreats again. Because it was too, they were, they were very charismatic, and it, what I did was too conservative for them. And they just, and it was too deep. They said, we don't want a college course, you know, that kind of thing. So we need to be patient and we need to come alongside people um, uh, and, and be where they are and help them. Uh, and, and not simply to bring them where we are, but to help them to love God where, where they are.
We have an email from Shirley who writes, Dear Mother Miriam, I'm having such a terrible time. I am being ridiculed if I listen to anything that's Catholic. I'm told this is going to make you crazy. My heart is hurting inside me. I pray for them. What else more can I do? God bless you, Mother Miriam. Well, Shirley, um, I don't know the circumstance here. You haven't given me a context. I'm guessing that you're Catholic and the people who are ridiculing you are not Catholic. That's the only thing that would make sense so far to me. And that Catholicism is going to make you crazy because they may think it's utterly false. Um, Your heart is hurting inside. You pray for them. What more can you do? You can be grateful. Grateful that God has given you the faith and ask God how to be a good witness to them. And don't speak to them um, about things that you know is going to turn them off. Um, Try again, like Daniel, try to come into their world and uh, live as a Catholic so they become jealous of what you have that they don't. And begin to talk to them. Ask God for the opportunities to... um, for their hearts to be open and ask you questions so you could be a witness to them. We have an email from Margaret who says, a very fond hello from Bavaria. Oh, beautiful. A very fond hello from Bavaria. Hi, Margaret. Um, She writes, first of all, I would like to tell you that I find it so heartwarming when you address your listeners as beloved. Oh, I'm glad for that, um, Margie, because you are beloved. You are God's beloved. If you weren't, why would he give his life for you? Are you beloved because he gave his life for you? No, it's um, he gave his life for you because you're beloved to him. Not because you're good, but because you are beloved children of God. Um, She says, I cannot listen to you every day, but try to tune in about three times a week. It is four o'clock in the afternoon where you are live. I was so encouraged to write to you when I heard you say that if there are circumstances we cannot seem to break through and we cannot see a way forward, we could contact you and maybe you would know a solution either, uh, but that you would pray with us and present our situation to the Father for him to take care of it right on. Okay, now she says, I am German, married to an American, ex-military, now still working as a civilian for the U.S. military here in Germany. We used to live in the U.S. I left my husband in 2000 because I could not deal with his extreme temper and anger. We never divorced, and since 2015... We have been trying to mend our marriage. I am again beginning to fear my ineptitude as how to handle and respond to the same anger issues. Now, you say, Margit, that you, since 2015, you've been trying to mend your marriage. I don't know if that means that you're back living in the same house or not. I'll just continue with your email. Joe, my husband, she says, is currently also suffering from a serious health problem. He had four emergency surgeries last April for sepsis caused by a superbug slash bacteria in his foot, which had spread through his entire body. Oh, how awful. Antibiotic treatment was not successful, and the bacteria is still there. 
now in his bone, in his ankle bone. Oh, I'm so sorry. That's an awful situation. She says, there are so many complications, and we have a long way ahead of us. Well, it, it sounds like you and Jay may be live, Joe may be living together again. She says, I absolutely know that I cannot change him. Good. Only God can. Good for you. She says, but I would like to be better prepared as to my reactions and handling of these painful situations. Joe is Catholic, but not practicing, and that is another heartache, which is difficult to bear. I will begin a 30-day a 33-day preparation of consecration to St. Joseph, just published this year by Father Calloway. That's very good. And hope that St. Joseph, who is my husband's and son's patron saint, that's wonderful, will intercede for us. Indeed, he will. I had chosen St. Joseph to take care of me and my son, and also as my spiritual spouse for all these years when Joe and I had been separated. It's wonderful. I so value your wisdom and would be greatly thankful for any suggestion. May God and Our Lady bless and keep you, Margit. Margit, what a beautiful email and what a beautiful soul and heart. Uh, Soul you are and heart you have. I want to tell you what I think. I think, Margie, that you are exactly right now where God would have you. And I think the only way forward for you is to do just what you're doing. Make that consecration to St. Joseph. Read Father Calloway's book. um, and, um, And be the most loving Catholic, fully Catholic, uncompromising, loving Catholic you could be without mentioning doctrine, without teaching, without preaching, without correcting. Just be absolutely loving. It is God who has allowed this awful uh, infection to um, enter your husband and not leave and to have so many sufferings. Maybe this is what will bring... Maybe this... Your husband not uh, learning that he's not so in control of his life, and your love will bring him truly back to his faith or into his faith for the first time, and your children with him. I think you've got the perfect situation, dear one. Uh, You need to be heroic. There's no question about it. And if your husband was mentally handicapped and you knew it, if you meet, let, forget your husband right now uh, being handicapped. If you met a stranger on the street who was mentally handicapped and they could only say a few words they couldn't understand or they shouted out um, awful stuff, you wouldn't be angry at them. You wouldn't fight with them. You wouldn't be uh, impatient. You would love them. They're handicapped. You would just love them because you would accept their handicap. You must accept that with your husband. Accept your husband's handicap. Physically, for sure, but also emotionally and psychologically. Um, And you have no idea how much this illness has also affected his emotions. Illness affects our body, affects our psychology, affects everything. So um, um, I, I, I want to tell you, I think you're perfect. Just love God. Your vocation is to get Joe and your children to heaven. And the only way you can do that is not by teaching, not by correcting, but by being. 
be love in that home. Just as St. Therese of Lisieux said, she wanted to be love in the heart. She wanted to be a priest. She wanted to be the missionary. She wanted to be all that. And then she, but she couldn't get out of bed. And she said, I know what my vocation is. It's love. I will be love in the heart of the church. Go before our Lord in the Blessed Sacrament and say, Lord, would you baptize my vocation to be love? We're all called to love, but you have a very special mission to love in the heart of your home for Joe and your children to get to heaven through your witness, your patience, your love, your care for Joe, your patience and love for the children in the midst of this. They'll see all that. And they'll know that you're a saint in the midst of them, which is what God has called you to be. So I hope in some way that helps their one just love. And um, when you say, I'm beginning to fear my ineptitude is how to handle and respond to the same anger issues only with love. It's the only thing that will ever counter anger. Only with love. If it's your personal anger, then... Say, Lord Jesus, make my heart uh, humble and meek and humble like thine. Because meekness, humility, is the cure for anger. Anger is a, is a vice, and meekness is the virtue to counter it. And so if you are angry, say, Lord, the circumstances are not the cause of this. My lack of meekness is the cause of this. My response to someone's anger is what is getting me in trouble. You see? Because, again, if you see a, a child who's, who's out of control uh, or, or someone else and they're really handicapped, you wouldn't be angry with them. You'd be compassionate. So the way to respond to anger is with compassion. And in yourself also, Marguerite, be compassionate with yourself and ask God to give you a heart of meekness and, um, and to treat your husband's anger as an illness and just don't ignore it, don't placate it, but be loving, be absolutely loving. Okay, I don't know if that helps you, but we will pray for you. We will take your whole situation into our rosary today. God bless you all, and we'll speak with you tomorrow.